happy day. This is Dr. Mary Ann DiOrio, novelist and life coach, welcoming you to another episode of Winning with the Word. Today is Monday, July 18, 2022, and this is episode number 29 of Series 2022. Today I have a very special surprise for you. I am so excited to welcome on this podcast this week, my awesome husband, Dr. Dominic DiOrio. Dr. Dom is a retired ER physician who, during his retirement, has become quite an expert on end-time prophecy. And today, we are going to discuss some of the topics related to the end times. Welcome, sweetheart, Dr. Dom. It's great to be here for my very first podcast Uh, I'm a novice at this, so if my voice cracks, you'll understand why. I have to laugh every time Marianne introduces me as an expert. I try to remind her that expert comes from two words, ex, meaning an old has-been, and a spurt, which is a drip under pressure. So every time she refers to me as an expert, we chuckle. So get ready for some good humor and fun during this podcast. All right, let's begin. Our first question is, where do you think we are on God's timetable and why? That's an interesting point. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this, doing a lot of reading and uh, pondering, and it is my opinion that we are at the end of the times. We are in the end times. I read Genesis, Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, when God says he's he's fed up with man, I'm paraphrasing, he's fed up with mankind and he's going to give them 120 years. I initially thought that that was uh, before the flood because it took Noah uh, maybe 100 or so years to build the ark and I thought that that's what he was referring to. But the more I think about that, God knew that after the flood, Noah and his family would survive and would go on to to generate more people. So the more I went to that in prayer, I think what God was saying, I've come to the conclusion that God was saying that he's going to give man 120 jubilee years. And a jubilee year is 50 years. So if God gave man 120 jubilee years, that's 120 times 50 or 6,000. And we are in the 6,000th year since the creation. So I believe that we are really close to the end times. Wonderful. Okay, next question. You know, today a lot of people are eschewing the validity of the Bible. They're saying that, uh, you know, the Bible is just a a great ancient book, but that it really does not have any more validity than, than that. So let me ask you, why do you believe the Bible? Well, I believe the Bible is God's, um, book of instructions for life. I believe it because in the Bible, there have been approximately 2,500 prophecies that are listed. The Bible is a huge book of prophecy. Of those 2,500 prophecies, 
about 2,000 of them have come to pass. Uh, there is a whole list of Bible prophecies that have been realized so far. And just to name a couple of them, in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it states that Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And we all know that's where Jesus was born. Uh, another interesting one is in the book of Zechariah, chapter 11, verses 12 to 13. When Zechariah, who wrote this 500 years before the birth of Christ, he wrote that the Messiah would be betrayed for the price of a slave, which was about 30 pieces of silver, and that this money would be used to buy a burial ground for the poor. Well, we all know that Jesus sold that, that Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, and when he returned it to the uh, to the to the uh, authorities, uh, they uh, used it to buy the uh, potter's field, which was a burial ground for the poor. It's really amazing, isn't it, how uh, everything that the Bible has prophesied is coming to pass, and a lot of it has already come to pass exactly as it was prophesied. And interestingly, you know, the Bible was written by the Holy Spirit. It is the inspired Word of God, and He used men in different time periods to write down what he himself, God himself, was saying. And these men didn't know one another, and they lived thousands of years apart, and yet they do not contradict one another in any way because the Bible was written by God himself, and he used people to transcribe it. All right, next question. Why do you think we are in the end times? Well, there's several reasons I firmly believe this. Uh, one of the most important things that it has, has happened in our lifetime happened on May 14, 1948. That is the day that Ben-Gurion, who was the Prime Minister of Israel, declared Israel was a country. Israel was born in one day. And Scripture very clearly states that the generation that sees this happen will be the generation when all these things will happen. We are that generation. Now, the other, other reasons I believe we're in the last days is if you read Matthew chapter 24, he talks about wars, rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. The word for kingdom is ethnos, and we get ethnos as ethnicities, and we are seeing ethnicities against ethnicities to get today, people against people. Uh, many will fall away. Great apostasies will happen. And we're seeing today apostasies that I've, I, I've never seen before in my entire life. When we see churches that are, that are ordaining transgenders and churches that are accepting and... Uh, accepting alternate lifestyles, but I think we should accept the people who live alternate lifestyles because we should love everyone, but we cannot condone their behavior. But we're seeing that happen. We're seeing love growing cold. Uh, we're seeing increases in earthquakes. Uh, it's been estimated that that's in 1920, or since 1920, there's been a three to four time increase in the number of earthquakes that have happened. There's two, three massive uh, 
events that are going to happen in the probably not too distant future. When you look at the Cascadia subduction zone off the coast of the Northwest, that's overdue. When you look at Yellowstone Caldera, that's been acting up. When you look at the earthquakes that have been happening along the Madrid fault line, which is in the center of America, and the scripture very clearly says that if you divide my land, I will divide your land. And what that means, he didn't say, I will divide your people. He said, I will divide your land. Our people are being divided already, but the land is an earthquake. And I believe that's going to happen if we continue to emphasize that Jerusalem has to be a two-state solution. You know, that gives us serious reason to pause and to reevaluate our lives and to ask ourselves, are we ready to meet the Lord when he returns? This is an exciting time in which to be alive because we are seeing the actual fulfillment of Bible prophecy before our eyes. I often say when I read the Bible and then read the headlines, it's almost the same thing. So tell us, please, Dr. Dom, what specific prophecies do you see coming to pass? Well, if you study what's happening, especially around Israel, because Israel is God's home. Israel, the Bible states multiple times that God has chosen Jerusalem to be his land. And when we try to say that Jerusalem is to be divided. We're dividing God's land. I see multiple prophecies in the process of being fulfilled right now. One, the, uh, the Ezekiel 38 Gog and Magog wars. I see Russia cozying up to uh, Iran, to Syria, to Turkey, and, uh, and is recently been making some very negative statements about Israel. And we know that this, this Ezekiel 38 war is going to be an attack on Israel, and it's an attack that only God will help Israel survive. Globalism today, we're, we're talking about more and more about a, a world globalism, how we should all come together. I think it's nice that we cooperate with each other, but, but we don't want a one-world government, and we see globalism taking effect. Most recently, another thing I see happening is America is looking toward converting to a digital currency. And a digital currency is what the Antichrist is going to be using in the, in the end times or in, and during the tribulation when he can control what you buy or sell. I've always wondered how he was going to control what you buy or sell. But when they do away with paper money, when they do away with the currency that we are currently using, and converting everybody to a digital currency, that can be controlled by one person. They could, a, a digital currency, one person can say, you can only buy so much groceries, you can only buy so much fuel, you can only go certain places, because they will, they will control how and where you spend your money. Um, there's been a significant decline in America, and when you read Revelation, America is not mentioned. America is nowhere mentioned uh, in Revelation. In 2017, there was a solar eclipse over the United States. It was well known. It was it was a fascinating event, in fact. 
Uh, that eclipse is going to be repeated in 2024. And what's interesting is I want you to notice the time difference between 2017 and 2024. It's a seven-year period of time. And I think that's fascinating, okay? But the second solar eclipse is going to come from the south to the north, uh, southwest and northeast. And it's going to create, with when you superimpose it over the first solar eclipse, it creates a big X over, this, over the United States of America. And the cross point of that X is right over the Madrid fault line. And if I'm not mistaken, it's also over a city called New Egypt. So uh, I wonder whether God is telling us that, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're writing on a paper and you want to cross something out, you put an X over it. And I really wonder whether God is telling us he's putting an X over the United States of America. Another thing that I believe coming, seeing come to pass is, is the uh, Shemitah cycles. And that's something I think you should look into. The Shemitah cycle is a seven-year period of time when um, at the end of the seven years, everything is, is uh, given up, everything is forgiven. Uh, and uh, we're, in a Shemit, we're in the end of a Shemitah cycle, and the, uh, the next Shemitah cycle is going to be a jubilee year. So th all this, I think, plays into what's happening. Um, the next Shemitah cycle is going to be the 11th Shemitah cycle since 1948. And 11 is the number of judgment. So uh, that's another reason I think uh, I see prophecy come to pass. Uh, another one is the upcoming Great Reset, which is being publicized by the World Economic Fur uh, Forum. And lastly, uh, a, a prophecy coming to pass is the uh, getting ready to build the temple in Jerusalem. And the temple has to be rebuilt for the tribulation. You know, honey, you make some really great points here. Uh, God is speaking to us. <clears throat> He's speaking to us through the heavens, through signs in the heavens, solar eclipses, blood moons. He's speaking to us through uh, <clears throat> increasingly, excuse me, <clears throat> increasingly severe weather patterns. He's speaking to us in many, many ways. The problem is we are not paying attention. So you mentioned the seven-year span between the two solar eclipses. Would you elaborate a little bit on that and uh, give us an explanation of what the rapture is and then what the following tribulation is? Is the rapture before the tribulation, in the middle of the tribulation, or after the tribulation? Well, real briefly, the seven-year span between the two solar eclipses the number seven is is a, is a is a biblical number of of completion of perfection, and so I just think that it's 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 just fascinating that there's seven years between these two instances. It's just something that just caught my attention. As far as the rapture and the tribulation, uh, we talk about the rapture, and I frequently hear people say, "Well, the word rapture isn't mentioned in the Bible." And I say, you're right, it's not. And by the way, neither is the word Trinity mentioned in the Bible. So, but we know about the Trinity. The rapture is a, comes from the Latin word uh, raptos. Uh, and ra the Latin word raptos means to carry off. 
And raptos is a translation from the Greek word harpazo, which is a snatching away. And when you read the Bible in Greek, the word harpazo is mentioned. It's de described in detail in the First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. The rapture is a snatching away of, of Christians who believe in, in the Lord Jesus and who live according to his word. I believe that a lot of people who call themselves Christian are mislabeling themselves because there's a lot of so-called Christians who have fallen away from the teaching of the Lord. But the rapture is a catching away. Uh, it is, a, in my opinion, a pre-tribulation event. I know a lot of people say, well, it's mid-tribulation, post-tribulation. I have multiple problems with that. Scripture says that no man knows the day or the hour. Well, we know when the tribulation starts. So if the rapture were a mid-trib, we would know the day or the hour. If it were post-trib, we would know the day or the hour. But if it's pre-trib, we don't know the day or the hour. I believe the rapture is going to occur on a specific day. There are seven feast days that the Jewish people celebrate. There's Passover, there's unleavened bread, there's first fruits, there's Pentecost, there's trumpets, there's uh, um, atonement, and there's tabernacles. The first four of those feasts were completed with the first coming of Jesus, uh, with, with uh, uh, Pentecost uh, and, uh, and first fruits and, uh, and uh, unleavened bread and, and, and uh, Passover. I'm sorry, Passover. Uh, the, the last three are yet to be fulfilled, and I believe the last three are, are, are going to be fulfilled with the second coming. When Jesus said, no man knows the day or the hour, he was speaking to the apostles in the, in the language of the day. And in the language of the day, no man knew what day uh, the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, would fall on. That's why even today, Rosh Hashanah is a two-day feast. It's a two-day holiday because no man knows what day Rosh Hashanah is going to fall on. So when he said he's coming on the day that no man knows, I believe he was telling us he's coming on the day, he's coming on, on the Feast of Trumpets. What's interesting is that when he comes, it's going to be a really rapid the rapture is going to occur really rapidly. And scripture says it's going to occur in the twinkling of an eye. It does not say the blink of an eye. It does not say the wink of an eye. It says the twinkle of an eye. And the twinkle of an eye is the time it takes for the light to enter the eye, reflex off the retina, which is at the back of the eye, and come back out again. It's just a really fast twinkle. Well, how fast is that? Well, we know that light travels at 186,000 miles in one second. That number is a big number, and it never really impacted me exactly how fast that was until recently when I did some studying on that. When you look at the Earth and at the diameter of the Earth, the Earth is 25,000 miles in diameter at the equator. Well, if light travels 186,000 miles in one second, that means light can travel around the Earth 
at the equator over seven times in one second. That's how fast light travels. Well, the eye is only, when you measure it, 1.6 inches from the back to the front and back again. Well, how fast does light travel in 1.6? How fast does it take light to travel 1.6 inches? I did a calculation. The rapture is going to occur in less than 1 17th of a billionth of a second. So when people say they'll repent at the rapture, there's not going to be time for that. you got to repent before the rapture. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Dom. I hope that you all enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Please let us know if you were blessed. And as Dr. Dom said, there won't be time to repent when the Lord returns for his church in the rapture. The entire church will be removed from the earth in the twinkling of an eye. So today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. If you do not yet know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, I urge you to pray this simple prayer with me now. Lord Jesus, I want to know you as my Savior and Lord. I turn away from my sin and I receive you now into my life. Forgive me and cleanse me and make of me what you created me to be. Amen. If you sincerely prayed this prayer, welcome to God's family. Please write down today's date. It's your spiritual birthday. And please write to me at drmarianne at mariannediorio.com. I would like to send you a free PDF booklet titled After You're Born Again. This booklet will help you to get started in your walk with Jesus. I also encourage you to get yourself a Bible and read it every single day. The Bible is God's love letter to you, his manual for your life. In the Bible, God reveals who he is and he teaches you how to live. Finally, ask the Lord to lead you to the church of his choice for you, where you can learn truth and experience fellowship and encouragement with other Christ followers. Until next time, remember that God loves you just as you are and just where you are, and that he will help you to keep on winning with the word.